0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Felix Club, this is episode number 54 for March 2015. everyone and welcome to the Felix Club. This is a show where we gather people from different parts of the world, around the globe, spanning multiple time zones. And we discuss things that have been happening in the past couple of, uh, well, not couple, just one month. And uh, hopefully what we get out of this hodgepodge of podcasting discussion and uh, happy group of friends is different perspectives on different events. Uh, ho- at least... That's the hope. And today, I'm sure we're going to accomplish our goals because we have a couple of wonderful, amazing, fantastic (laughs) co-hosts. I was trying to elicit a reaction there. Um, We have Scott Johnson and Turkey. Uh, on the show. I can say your last name now. You've made this public, Turkey, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can say it. So we have, oh. <laughs> on on the western side of the world, Scott Johnson in his, his home state of Firing Squad, Utah. Oh, good Lord, yes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and on the east eastern side, Turkey Albal, Albala, who uh, is actually uh, now taxed apparently or something we'll, we'll
1: oh yeah this is a huge deal in saudi we'll You're, you, you guys are just gonna look at me and say are you serious dude
0: well you know it's <laughs> funny we'll we'll discuss it uh, later on the show but um someone just tweeted yesterday from the last show a remark you made about taxation yeah. um, something about say asking what Taxes? What? Uh, <laughs> what happens when you don't have gas? I don't understand. And um, it was uh, Alicia uh, on Twitter, yeah. and uh, that that made me laugh retroactively. So now you're taxed. Apparently, it's going to be fun. Wow! Um, oh, not
1: me. Not me. Personally, I won't be taxed. Don't worry. It's, <laughs> a, it's amazing
2: what a week can a week's difference can make in the yeah. world. Yeah, well, Brexit. a month, but yeah. Or I guess a month. Yeah. Good point.
1: Yeah. And 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 and, and Scott is just catching up. Come on. Firing squad. That's old news. We've been doing that for a while now. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah, we'll get to that. It's a really weird deal. And it's so specific to my city or well, my state. The city is actually kind of up in arms about it. But the uh, the state of Utah and its goofiness will uh, we'll we'll get to it. It's actually more it's more complicated than people think. So I, I will say that. But we'll We'll get into that when we it get It
0: usually is, you know. It Mm-mm. That's the... If, if doing, I don't know, five years, four years of uh, the Phileas Club has taught me anything, it's that basic nugget of wisdom that you learn in, you know, like second grade. It's usually more complicated than people think. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm not at the top of my... Uh, so i apologize in advance to the listeners if i'm less energetic than i usually am i've had family trouble and uh i almost canceled the show actually but i figured you know what the patreon uh, patrons uh have have put in their hard-earned cash into this show and i owe it to them to create content so i'm here that's one of my, as we were discussing before the show, I never cancel things. And that's yes. one of my failures. The Patrick I think. just
1: marches on. Doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. look back.
0: <laughs> the Patrick just marches on. I think the Patrick should take the time to sit down every once in a while, but yeah. not today.
2: Yeah. Not and, today. And also, I'm going to refer to you as the Patrick from now on. Alex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I could live with that. All right. Um, so um, we're also going to, to uh, try some things just a little bit different um, with this show. I figured instead of me dictating what the international stories are, um, I figured we all of the uh, people on the show would select one or two local stories. Or not necessarily local, but rather stories that made news in um, their local, in their country or state or whatever that is. Um, and the, the thing that occupied the headlines so that we try and get a, um, a picture of what's been making the news here and there. And um, I think unless we have some major news that does uh, become the, the center of attention for the world, or at least we can reasonably assume it's the center of attention for the world uh, in future episodes, I think we might keep this uh, format. But we'll see how it works out. For now, anyway, um, I guess I'm going to go first, as I usually do. And um, we're going to talk about one thing that happened very recently. It was only a few days ago. And I think um, if that hadn't happened, the main topic would have been the departmental elections, which I'll get you a little bit more quickly uh, afterwards. But the main topic uh, since three days ago has definitely been that uh, German wings crash In France, Uh, German Wings is a uh, a, a plane company flight. How do you even call that thing? Uh, Airline. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. So I'm here. Um, It's an airline and they had a plane uh, crash a few days ago in the Alps. And it was so obviously it took a little while to guess what had happened. Um, And I'm guessing that most of you guys have heard about this, although Scott apparently hadn't when we were discussing pre-show.
2: No, when was the actual crash? Like time, what's the timeline on this
0: thing? Um, I can't remember exactly. I think it was three days ago on uh, 25th or 26th.
2: Well, and one of the problems I have is that this is the kind of story that would make it on like national 24-hour news networks, right? This is where I would normally hear it. And I have uh, given given those up for years now. I hate <laughs> I hate them terribly. I think they're awful. Here's
1: the, here's the recommendation, Scott. It's called BBC.
2: Right, BBC <laughs> is good. I love BBC. I love NPR. Like, there's places I get my stuff, but I get so much of it delayed or via podcast or something else that sometimes something will miss my radar. And of course, you know, I'm t- checking the web and stuff. But this seems like one I would have seen, and I'm a little shocked that I that I hadn't.
0: I guess it's a little bit local, but ultimately. Um, I think in the first day, it was disbelief. We didn't um, understand what happened. And immediately, at least for me, um, so it was a passenger plane, uh, no survivors. It crashed in the Alps in in a mountainous area. Um, Absolutely tragic story, as those always are. But initially, I think a lot of the people, without saying it, were on the back of the Charlie Hebdo attacks, fearful that this would be a terrorist attack. And there was no indication that it would be the case. So it didn't even really get mentioned so much. It was just, you know, I think the, the media did a pretty responsible job not randomly asking the question, you know, what if it's a terrorist attack and what did we do wrong? And there was none of that. It was very respectful, waiting to, to have the first elements of the investigation. Um, but... I, I unspoken sort of the fear of that was palpable at least in in what i felt and um the the one of the reasons is that that might be a little bit more personal. It's that um the terrorist attacks have become an excuse or a reason to uh propose more draconian laws um that, uh, surveillance laws which Everyone in the tech industry is very much against and can see a million holes in. But of course, since the fear of terrorism is being instrumentalized and, and people also don't really understand a lot about these topics, um, it seems like these laws might uh, be voted. But anyway, that was really the background of this whole thing for me. Mm. And that was stage one. And then, um, stage two was when we ended up piecing the pieces of the puzzles together and found out that um, what had actually happened, for those who don't know, was uh, the two pilots were in the cockpit and both of them had long, uh, a lot of training. They had several thousand hours on, on the plane, or at least the main pilot. But at some point he got up and left. Uh, to go to the restroom and when he tried to come back the door was locked and the guy on the other side didn't open it so you could hear on the you know there's the black box with the recording of everything that they found and apparently you could hear on the black box uh, on the recording the guy outside banging on the door uh, trying to open it trying to force it open and of course since nine eleven, you have those doors that are unbreakable um so he couldn't get in and it seems that the co-pilot had been prone to depression and the most likely explanation at this point is that the guy was just committed suicide and murder you know 122 or 23 or whatever it is counts of murder with it, with him he just took everyone down yeah. so that's obviously incredibly depressing and a sad story and and yes. you know it's a terrible story, but. Well, it's funny. You said earlier, like the
2: first feeling uh, that everybody seemed, or everyone's knee rea- uh, jerk reaction now is, ooh, this could be a terrorist thing. Like just uh, two, th- two, three days ago, something like that, there was a explosion in New York City. Uh, a building exploded, was on fire, and collapsed. And it was a pretty big deal uh, in terms of its, you know, how big it was and stuff. And of course, everybody's first thoughts, feelings, and you know, everything is like, oh no, there's a bomb. Oh no, there's a terrorist. Oh no, there's a whatever. And that's how the news organizations treat it. It's how everybody on the scene is treating it. And it turned out to be a gas leak and a and a you know a bad gas line and an explosion that was purely an accident. But it is always the first thing uh, that you that the people jump to. And I don't know how you get around that. I don't know how we um, ever not have that happen. You know,
0: it's it's interesting though because what you're saying is, in your case, in the U.S.'s case, the the news. Did treat this through the terrorist angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. A so, lot of—I shouldn't say all of them, but a lot of
2: mm-hmm. the stuff I heard was very terrorist angle.
0: I, I don't think in in the case of the plane, um, it, for us, it wasn't the case. Uh, as I was saying, it was very unspoken in the background. Everyone was sort of silently wondering, but the media did a pretty good job at not, uh, you know, giving into that fear or, or giving into that. Sensationalist headline. I, I haven't seen I don't remember seeing any headline or anyone mentioning this as a serious like riling people up or even serious consideration. It was just it was barely mentioned, if at all. So well, that's that's how it's supposed to be, Patrick. Otherwise, no, the I agree. I agree. actually
1: that terrorist actually won. If we if mm-hmm. the first thing in the media goes for terrorist attack, terrorist attack, they won. They won the war. Yeah. We're living in, in, in fear of them 24-7. Then how are we going to survive anymore? In this well, world? there's
2: also a layer below that, which is the part I don't like the most. And that is that I don't know that people, people would necessarily jump to the conclusion if there's an explosion or a gas leak or whatever, that that was a terrorist act. My problem is that that it isn't even out of fear that the major 24-hour news networks are reporting it as possibly a terrorist attack. They're not doing it out of fear. They're doing it out of get ahead of this story, sensationalize it as quick as you can, make it, um, you know, make it so that everyone's watching us. And if we're right, right, boy, we sure struck gold because now everyone will be paying attention to us. And if we get it wrong, well, oh well, we always get it wrong. So who cares?
0: Like because everyone does.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cash grab or a viewer grab or a whatever grab uh, at those levels it's, I'm not sure it's even happening on the bottom level, but then the problem is that, you know, perpetuates so that the people who are actually afraid aren't the news organizations, it's the people watching those, those channels who are riveted because they're being told to be afraid. And that's where I get, that's where my big disconnect is and where I
0: get real angry. I, I actually I completely agree. And especially with what you're saying, Turkey, it's, you know, I've been making that argument for a while now. Um, yeah. The, the terrorists, as violent and as effective as they are, they don't have an army and they can never actually physically overcome the countries they're attacking. They, they cannot win militarily, quote unquote. They can't kill us all. They can't even kill enough of us to make a dent in anything. The only, they can kill enough of us to make us afraid. The only thing they can do is make us afraid and that's their end goal right yeah, th- th- and th- they want to change and, that's, a, and, that's, and that's they want us to change who we terrorist. are yeah and that's exactly why yeah terrorists. exactly they are here to do terror to institute to, to instill terror yeah, and yeah, that's and, it. and the they they are trying to to make us change who we are and that's how they win and that is indeed i mean in the case of the US, it seems that they're having more of an effect uh, than in, in France, at least if this German wings crash is any uh, indication to go by. It seems that the French journalists had at least uh, enough sense of responsibility to not senso- sensationalize All that right. story. So that... Makes me a little bit more yeah. hopeful, I suppose.
1: For the U.S., I'm actually starting to think the terrorists won the war in the U.S. If you're living in terror and you're thinking about every single thing, is about terrorism. And if you look at some of their politicians, it's just freaky how easy it is to scare people and use uh, scare tactics. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah.
0: throw the 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 uh, you know make that n- remark about the U.S. only, because certainly in France the laws being proposed for mass, mass surveillance are appalling and they do change who we are as a democracy and you know it does infringe of our on uh, our freedoms so they are having an effect here as well so i wouldn't you know cast the blame or not the blame but you know uh right. point it's the a, finger at the us it's kind of only, everywhere
2: you know? it's kind of everywhere the pro- <clears throat> and there's different levels of it and stuff but also it is like i say it's very much a certain you know, ring in a much thicker tree. It's a terrible analogy, but whatever it's, it's this, <laughs> it's this group. It's this, you know, it's sensationalist, uh, sensationalism and journalism together holding hands. And it's, uh, you know, I, I, I guess there are going to going to be people who are loyal to those news organizations in a way that maybe somebody is loyal to a, to a soccer team or something. And so mm-hmm. they're going to take whatever they say as gospel, but it's not, most of us are annoyed by it. I mean, yeah. uh, and I, you know, I, I hate to always speak for anybody in any large group because well, I, that's
0: what we do in, on this show. So sure, feel free. I guess
2: so. I'm representing the Americans here, and the and the prevailing point of view is everybody calm down and look at the facts before you start making sensational. You
0: know, you know it's interesting. It's not the first time I've noticed this, and it's not you're not the first person who said it. There, there seems to be a, a very serious disconnect between at least the people I talking to and maybe I'm talking to the wrong people or well the right people uh, my American <laughs> friends there there seems to be a disconnect between the 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 way the news treats these things and even the the politicians to an extent and the the, the actual people I'm wondering if it's not you know a horse that's gone wild and that's just that doesn't stop and everyone who was running after it has sort of slowed down and is looking at one another and going like all right you know what maybe we should calm down and maybe the urgency has sort of stopped uh, yeah and uh, and the uh, horse is it doesn't stop because it doesn't know how to or something like that
2: yeah i would agree with that that's a great analogy and it's it's a lot like this this is the comparison i use in the 40s and 50s let's say in early you know late radio early television years when a commercial would come on the air, you really did believe that Lucky Strike cigarettes were going to change your life. And four <laughs> out of five doctors agreed and whatever. Like you bought into whatever they were hawking, whether it was Coca-Cola or the brand new fridge you needed to have, the Frigidaire in your own home. And every housewife in the world will want one. And you went, yeah, they would. And I do. And I, I can't wait.
0: Well, well actually, the fridge kind of a revolutionary (laughs) yeah health
2: (laughs) fair enough but 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 you know what i mean like there there's there's a facade there and then you eventually everyone just got cynical and went well wait this is all just a bunch of hooey you're just you're just hawking you're no different than the guy trying to sell me a fake handbag in tijuana you're just you know this is all fake and you don't believe it anymore and commercials have less and less effect and you start to see different ways of people marketing things and and you know different levels of sort of I believe in what you're doing because you actually deliver or you're just talking about it real loud or whatever. I feel like there's a that kind of thing happens eventually with journalism. Mm. You it, it's 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 the, it's the tale as old as time. You can only cry wolf so many times. I and mean, if there's no wolf, people stop believing you. So there's a credibility issue and people are now getting to a stage where, you know, we're we're far enough away from 9-11, I think, which was a seismic thing in this country to to look back and go. Yeah, that was bad and that was terrible. But you know, let's have some reason here and let's let's quit toning this line that we all need to be, you know, freaking mm. out constantly all the time. It's just difficult to see it as always from other, you know, probably other places because again, the the voices are so loud. These networks are so, you know, far flung. Uh, the sound bites you can get off of Fox News any given day are so ridiculous that it makes it seem like we're all bananas. But it's just it really is this weird fringy element it's almost as fringy as the terrorists themselves in, in a lot of
0: ways mm. so how was it how did it sound in saudi arabia
1: um <clears throat> saudi arabia is basically i i don't i I've never heard anything about terrorism yeah, about it uh I'm you sure some people... Reporting on the German yeah, Wings crash. Yeah, right. yeah, German Wings crash. And I, I'm i sure some people thought about it at first, but uh, it wasn't mentioned in the media. Uh, however, of course, it's sensational. So the media has tried to try to link it indirectly. I uh, remember one of the media outlets actually reporting that uh, ISIS has uh, declared that the co-pilot was a hero of ISIS, and he was representing them. So apparently, oh, they was... did.
0: Actually, I didn't even see that. No, I don't that's...
1: know if it. That, that's what the media said. I never mm. saw that.
2: Yeah, who knows? And even if they did, they yeah. they like doing that too, though. Like that's an yeah, nice ISIS thing. Oh yeah, of
0: course. Oh, of so course, of course. I'm happened. sure. Yeah,
2: we were in charge of that freaking consuming <laughs> line. That's right. Yeah.
0: No, of course, but I mean, I, I'm I'm yeah. sure they they said it. I just didn't see that. So it must have very little legitimacy, so that the French media didn't really report on it seriously either.
1: Yeah, but, uh, so, uh, and I only saw it in, uh, as far as I know, in one outlet and it was a local Arab outlet. And I, mm-hmm. and as, t- a day later, they, they the media came out that he, apparently, he was depressed and it looks like it was a suicide. And so, it's just uh, in, in Saudi, it, I think it's uh, terrorism is a big deal in Saudi, but it's less of a uh, Than when in the way it, people react to it in France or in the US, because uh, terrorism here is m- uh, more targeted from your own people are targeting you. So when you have most of the t- uh, terrorism right now in the world, there uh, are Islamic terrorism. Of course, not all terrorism is Islamic terrorism. There's terrorism from every aspect of the world and every faith and so on. But it's so. Linked to Islamic terrorism right now, that for us it's basically a fight between uh, Muslims and Muslims, and so on. So there's a kind of a different reaction of how things are handled or how things are seen here.
2: Mm. It's Mm. funny because I shouldn't say it's funny, but it's like this this thing with this
0: plane. Interesting. Just say it's interesting. Interesting. This thing with
2: plane. (laughs) It's like on the one hand, you're like, well, we need to make sense of it, and. If they were terrorists, while terrorists still don't make sense to us, but then we at least could make sense of this because terrorists involved and they're crazy and they don't know what you know. There's no sense there. But then, now that we know it's not, and we know it's just a guy who was apparently incredibly depressed. uh, There's a note. There's something here on Google News saying that the the pilot was uh, dumped by his girlfriend a day before the crash, and maybe that had led something to do with it. But regardless of any of those facts, now we're all just scratching our head, going. It's still senseless and we can't understand how a guy, no matter how depressed he would be with thousands of hours of flight experience would do something like this. Like, yeah. Now it's even more perplexing. At least a terrorist had a, a cause a flag to wave of something that he could yeah. claim as a mantra and, and this is a guy who with potentially had just this, there was no sense to it at all. Yeah. Yeah. If, you want,
1: if you want to kill yourself, just kill yourself. Why take 150 people with you? Yeah, yeah. It's, yes. that's yeah. How,
2: that's, yeah that's how it's almost worse than terrorism you know yeah. it's really frustrating
1: i, I also yeah. saw in the news today that uh, his girlfriend said that uh, he mentioned that he will make sure the entire world knows his name
0: hmm. well hopefully we don't say his names much. his name too much because obviously um all right we could discuss this and on it just I think as a conclusion the 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 when we ended up realizing what had happened there's as much lack of any form of understanding of that as as there was sadness you know immense sadness everywhere um so anyway the other thing that was uh, making the news in in the country of France um for the for the past month was the departmental elections, and the departmental elections are very local elections honestly it's it's the kind of election we have so many administrative layers in France. I don't think anyone really knows what the department does or at least what the department elections are good for we well, have you, you know the, you do need to pay salaries to people so you exact jobs. Exactly. Um, so we have, you know, we have the city and the department and the region and then the country. So there's, and all of these are independent, somewhat independent, and there are other bodies. And anyway, the department elections are probably the least interesting slash important of any. And the reason they were getting so much play is, well, I guess, first of all, because there's still elections. Um, but the other reason is that the far-right party, the Front National, National Front, is was paused, poised to get um, possibly the, the biggest, uh, uh, to become the first party in that election. There was, you know... Studies and surveys that put it at uh, about 30% of the vote uh, intentions above the UMP, which is the right-wing party, or the uh, PS, uh, Parti Socialist, Socialist Party, which is the left-wing party. And there are the two main parties, even though we have others. So there's so much discontent, um, especially for the current government, which is left-wing uh that the the national front is you know it's it's definitely far right it's uh there are a lot of people saying it's anti republican and things like that i d- i don't quite buy that they're definitely uh far right and they want to get out of the euro they want to regulate immigration a lot more harshly and all of that so there th- there might be you know racist elements in their ranks and they're on the border sometimes but so that's why it was a big deal and uh it follows a lot of uh european uh, political landscapes in the past few years where the far right has become similarly important and it's not quite a first in France, but in, in those local elections, the, the national front is definitely very well represented. In the end, they got, uh, I think, 25% of the votes. They got just below the right-wing uh, party, the Conservatives. Um, so, But we're all curious to find out what happens on the second turn this weekend. Um, and there's still a possibility that they come ahead. It's not, you know, they will get some uh, uh par- portions some parts of the country through departments and such so it's not like they are getting rep b- massive representation at the um you know national assembly or the government or anything like that but it's still um something that we're hmm, a, a half concerned has half obser- observing and it's obviously with the uh, presidential elections in, uh, in 2017, um, that's the biggest uh, outlook. And we're wondering if it is an indication of what's going to happen for the presidential elections.
2: It sounds a lot like uh, um, congressional elections here, because what they'll do, they all do, because they stagger those, uh, you know. So there's a presidential election, then four years later, or I guess it's two years later. There's Two years, yeah. Yeah, congressional stuff. And then that often, not always, but sometimes will have major implications as to which party will win the presidency or will you know, likely take office. Uh, so, so I could see how those... I, I imagine it's no different there where, you know, those ideologies and or implementations or whatever they're planning on doing, that stuff has implications for who will become the next president of France. Uh, or yeah, whatever.
0: it's more of a taking the temperature of the country because we also have you know the national assembly and all of those but this is something different again but um, how
2: many how many parties active parties participate in national local like election type stuff there um, like you guys have a lot more than us i think because we're we, oh yeah two effectively and then like three or four that aren't that are kind of impotent but um you guys so have got a huge amount right
0: are our We have the two main parties that always end up being the bulk of the power, that's for sure. But we do have a lot more um, other parties. And, well, kind of, it's sad, but this national front is is one of the main contenders now. Uh, The center party is not as strong as it used to. Um, But we also have uh, Green Party and uh, a couple of actually communist parties that are, you know, far left that are not an actual power um, but they make a lot of noise and they have a few percentage of the mm. votes uh, every time.
1: Hey, look I mean, at the bright side, Patrick. At least you have multiple parties. Unlike the U.S., they only have two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got the Green Party
2: and the freaking independents. But they don't do anything. No.
1: Yeah, they don't no, do anything. I, Are they represented in Congress?
2: They often they often come in and sometimes will... What they end up doing is splitting the vote in a, in a lot of cases. So yeah. the most famous example would have been Clinton versus uh Bush, uh, senior and, or no Clinton, or I'm sorry, Clinton versus was it Gore? I guess Gore. Well, it's not Gore, uh, freaking, um, the other guy, uh, uh Bill, uh, uh, Bob Dole. There you go. Anyway, uh, it may have been, may have been Bush senior. I'm thinking of, but anyway, so, uh, what's his name comes in the independent Ross Perot, who was like, well, I don't believe either side's got represents what I think. And he said, I'm going to be an independent. And what he effectively did was split the conservative vote. So that Clinton ran away with it, and if there were no Ross Perot it had it, you know, there's is very likely that Bush senior would have won that election with it like by a landslide so that's what usually happens if one of those guys becomes a big enough uh, influencer, he just comes in and splits the vote, which is not necessarily what either party wants uh the either prominent party um I mean I would love to see a more prominent third party fourth party in our system of government but there are some who would argue, and I can kind of see their point, there's a real simplicity <laughs> to, uh, to just, you know, to fight it out. And, uh, but philosophically, yeah. it's, it's hard to agree with that.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, sometimes simplicity is not the thing to wish for. Um, in, in France, we have, I would say, so in the presidential elections, it's kind of un- unconceivable that w- another party um, would win, the presidential election. However, in uh, our equiv- equivalent of Congress, um, I don't have the exact numbers, but I would guess the two parties represent about 70% of the seats. So the other parties, maybe a little bit more, but you know, it's not 95 or 99. So the other, other parties have some measure of power. So it's a little bit different. So you're That's looking forward
1: like- to voting for Jack Chirac? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, the, the next election is the next presidential election is going to be interesting, actually, because uh, it's it's probably going to be Sarkozy against uh, Hollande. So it's a rematch of the 2012 election. And I think a lot of people don't want Sarkozy to come back, but even more people are very frustrated with Hollande. So I'm not sure how it's going to turn out, but you're you going know. to get
2: a lesser of two evils kind of vote, probably. Out of that. Yeah,
0: I don't know if any, any of them is is you know could be counted as an evil per well, se, not evil. but uh, <laughs> the one. No, you're but with... you know, I know the expression.
2: Yeah, that yeah, you're least disappointed with, I suppose, but uh, I guess
0: yeah, that's what I guess people are going to vote with. You know, ultimately, I'm guessing people. Uh, who are leaning left are going to vote against Sarkozy and people who are leaning right are going to vote against Hollande because they don't believe in in their policy. But with the, you know, Hollande's um, approval rating has been, it went back up a little bit after the Charlie Hebdo, but it went so low as like, I can't remember, it was like 13 or 17, which is, it's unheard of. He messed up. Everything in people's minds, so you no, know,
2: not not doing well that way. By the way, the the split vote example hits me hard at hard last year, and so I will just give you this example. Uh, I had two podcasts up for podcast awards: the instance and the final score. Neither one Why? Because we split the freaking vote. <laughs> it's the worst. If people come in and they vote for one half and one of the other half, and that means somebody else with all the halves got beat us. So <laughs> there you go.
1: Anyway.
0: That that is a terrible tragedy, Scott. And I invite you to rally behind your party (laughs) of podcasting. Actually, the podcasting party that would be that would be
1: pretty cool. Oh, everyone's invited to the. What you want
0: to compete with the pirate party? Actually, the pirate party got uh, in in the latest survey in uh, Iceland. They're the first party in Iceland.
2: Yeah, it's Iceland's weird. No, they're weird. Yeah, it is weird. Like, it I don't mean weird. they're weird personally. They're all very nice, but it's just a, it's a, it's a weird... <laughs> so like, the, the country's biggest corporation is EVE Online, for heaven's sakes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the show before, but uh, there are so few of them concentrated in, basically, in Reykjavik. Uh, they have an app to figure out if their cousins... In order to, you know, when they hook up uh, after <laughs> having drunk in a bar, they have to check that they're not cousins before they hook up. And it's an actual thing. It's not I, a joke.
2: I've heard this before, yeah. You can't anyway. even imagine, but it's a beautiful place with uh, a really oh, big... Oh, I'd
0: love to go there.
2: Yeah, it, it, basically CCP party is the one I'm looking to vote for next because they do they <laughs> everything.
0: Uh, they'd get mad, my vote as well, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to Saudi Arabia. And what's been happening there? Is that how you say it in French? Saudi Arabia? S- Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. You just say Saudi?
1: No, I thought you'd call it Arabia Saudi.
0: <laughs> Arabi Saudite in French. In <laughs> yeah. French, it's Arabi Saudite. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I can put in insert, you know, French pronunciations and and words in my English if you want to make you happy. Sure.
1: Ah, Saudi Arabia. So, the biggest news right now is the war in Yemen. Uh a quick introduction in Yemen, apparently there's the minority Shiite movement called Houthis. Uh they've been doing a movement against the government of Yemen and uh, they overthrew it in uh, the capital Sana'a and they are being supported by the ex-president of Yemen Ali Abdullah Saleh who was uh, deposed in 2011 in an agreement uh, that uh, was uh, supervised by the GCC countries and uh, the current president ran away to Aden, uh, the southern uh, second uh, biggest city in the country where he started his government from there, and the Houthis have been moving so rapidly to the south that they're almost about to take it over. Apparently Saudi Arabia decided it is time after the call of the uh, Yemeni president for help that they need to move in to stop the Houthis from taking over the country. And three days ago, Saudi Arabia went to war in Yemen with the support of the GCC countries, Egypt, Sudan, Jordan, and Pakistan, and Morocco. So basically right now Saudi Arabia is at war in Yemen. Uh, The entire war is based on airstrikes at the moment, but there are words that we might actually move land uh, troops uh,
0: into the country. So this is how big the German wing's thing was. It didn't, I didn't hear about it once. In in France, I'm sure it was reported on, but it didn't reach me. So,
1: uh, of course, here it's a gigantic, it's a huge, huge deal. It's uh, uh, it's officially a war effort, and uh, Saudi Arabia has committed 100 uh, fighter jets, uh, airplanes of different types, and 150,000 soldiers on the ground for this war. Yeah, that's how? not
2: that is not a skirmish on a border. That's a that's a full on. Yeah, you could. I think you could classify that by any definition as a war yeah. for sure. Yeah. How, how long has
0: it been since Saudi Arabia was at war? Um, uh, uh,
1: there was what we kind of called it a war. It was a skirmish in 2009 that we actually fought these Houthis, and this is the funny part: we fought the Houthis in 2009, I believe. Uh, with the skirmishes on the border and we did uh, give them some difficult times and we lost 100 soldiers. But then we were actually fighting them in support of the ex-Yemeni president who is now <laughs> an ally of the Houthis. Whoa. Well, that worked out great for everyone then. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. People are so pissed of, him, of that president right now. You should see the name calling that P- Saudis are giving to that guy. And he was also uh, the Houthis bombed um, uh, him while he was praying in a mosque. The president almost died and he was airlifted to Saudi Arabia where he was uh, saved in the, uh, by operations and so on and went back as the president. And this is the thanks we get.
0: So why did he ally himself with his former enemies then? Is it just he wants to get back into power and he's, they're not going to, but they're not going to, I I don't know anything about the conflict, but I can't imagine that they're going to, if they win, they're just going to go, all right. Go ahead, sit down at your throne now.
1: Oh, definitely they won't. But I'm assuming he's just was hoping that uh, after supporting them and they win, they would be so weak enough that he could overthrow them and <laughs> take power.
0: Yeah. And that sums up our, you know, appreciation of the conflicts in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Middle East. Uh, All right. Um you mentioned the land tax thing as well oh yeah that's a huge deal in saudi right now that happened
1: i think two weeks ago uh of course as you remember the last podcast as i was asking people what is tax (laughs) and uh, what is
0: this strange foreign concept (laughs) you speak of
1: and they're still not calling it tax ah Yeah, officially it's not called tax, it's a a land charge. They're charging you for land. Okay. And basically what the problem is in Saudi Arabia, we have a huge problem with uh, housing. Uh, We have this concept where people usually buy land and they just keep it on the side, maybe in 10, 20, 30, 50 years, the price would go high enough that they decide to sell it.
0: Ah. Isn't there a thing where, I I seem, sorry for interrupting, but I've heard um, from uh, Northern Africa, a lot of uh, uh, constructors or uh, landowners start buildings. And as long as there is a building being constructed, they don't have to pay as much tax or something like that. So they start the construction and then they just stop and don't pay tax for that reason. I'm guessing uh, yeah, it's the yeah, same kind of... Yeah, we're getting to of... that
1: point. Yeah, something mm. similar. So right now, uh, this is a huge problem. You actually come, to, if you come to any city in Saudi, for example, Riyadh the capital, if you go even to the oldest neighborhoods in the city, which is, should be completely built up, you would find at least 10% of that neighborhood undeveloped empty land because people refuse to p- develop them. And that's made a huge crisis in land in these cities. So the new regulations are they're going to impose tax, uh, a charge on, on land that is not developed within the city limits. So if you own land, you have to pay every year a fee or a tax on it until you start developing it. Uh, the regulations, the exact regulations are not out, but basically something similar to what you just said is going to happen And in, re- in place of empty land. People will start developing something unless the regulations are a lot more clear and strict. Hmm.
2: It sounds like uh, domain squatting, Patrick, a little bit to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it is.
2: Yeah, it's like somebody but, saying, oh, I bought this domain. Maybe somebody will buy it one day and I'll just never do anything with it. And it'll just sit here and languish until... Somebody somebody does something with it. So I'm sure, I, this sounds like a strategy to curb that, but I, I don't like how vague it is. You know? uh, but it's, I guess it's, 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 not-
1: it's the regulations are not out yet. They just announced they are going to start imposing this. We're still waiting for the exact regulations and rules. Hmm.
0: Hmm. It's um, it sounds like it actually isn't so much a tax as a way to fix an urbanism problem, and I guess the the way to people's moral is through their wallet. So that's what they're doing. But it doesn't seem like it's a way to actually bring in more money for the state because they need it. It's more of a way to influence.
1: Well, if uh, if, uh, as soon as it's imposed, I expect this the the state is going to get lots of money for at
0: least the first two years. Lots of money. But does it need it though? You have all that oil.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, but with the oil prices going down and the huge uh, amount of money the country's spending on the infrastructure and uh, everything. Uh, yeah, uh, I can say for a fact that Saudi government has been aggressive and we do have tax for foreign corporations Do pay tax in Saudi and uh, for Saudi companies pay a religious uh, tax called Zakat. And in the last year, the Saudi government has been extremely aggressive in collecting those and making sure everybody pays them.
0: So, but you know, you know what that means, though. I'm sure Scott, with his Americanism, uh, <laughs> is, is going to tell you, once that starts, it, it's the beginning and it doesn't end. You know, the taxes, they, they, they come in in the beginning, they seem somewhat reasonable, and then... Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 everybody knows that for. Everybody expects that we
1: are going to pay it sooner or later taxes. It's just people keep on hoping that it's not in their lifetime.
2: Yeah, they want to keep pushing it off. It's funny cuz we're we freak out about taxes here quite a bit. I mean, it's it's part of our fundamental history. It's like this great you know separating factor between us and and England in the in the founding days of this nation, but um yeah. the irony is that you know, everyone else pays more taxes than we do. Everyone pays higher prices for gas than we do. Like we, we are pretty spoiled that way. We may spend, you know, 20 to 30% of our annual income on taxes on average or something. Uh, but that's more like, you know, more my sister is in Sweden. They're paying something like 65 to 75% of their annual income to taxes or some crazy thing. So it's, it's not like we complain real loud about that stuff. Maybe that's what keeps it low, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, let's be honest, Scott. You Americans are the second most spoiled people in this world after us in the in the Gulf States. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: no, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. And it's it's funny because I mean, I, whatever. People are gonna fight for what they fight for, or you know, I don't mean fight like war fight, but we're gonna and maybe sometimes that, but we're gonna we're gonna tussle over what matters. And they and you know, people live where they live and have what they have, and so they have what they fight for. And I feel like um, you know, taxation. Uh, is, a, is a is a hardcore thing. But here's the thing that you guys are going to run into. If taxes have never been a thing and now they're going to be a thing and happen in your lifetime, there's going to be a similar outcry for what we refer to here as uh, taxation with representation. And then they're going to want more of that. So if they're going to pay those taxes, mm. they're going to want people who can influence in ways yeah. that that's present their desires as taxpayers. And there's Which is, no way those, have, those you two, have two things can You an excellent have.
1: point on that, Scott, because... Yeah. This is the story that we have been grew up to learn in our history about why we don't pay taxes, which the story goes. And uh, as far as I know, this is an official story in this country, which is that when they found oil in Saudi Arabia, The king of Saudi Arabia at the time, the unifier, King Abdelaziz, met with all the heads of the country, of the tribal heads and every important person and discussed with them the oil wealth. And it gave them two options. He said, either the oil wealth comes in and whatever we get, we divide it over you or you commit that you don't want any of it. It goes all to the government In exchange. We develop this country. We pay everything for you and we never tax you. Wow. Mm. That
2: probably seemed like a good deal at the time.
1: Yeah. So you know? so if you think about it that way, if that's actually how things started then now they're going to say if there's tax, okay, that deal's no more. Now we have to have a say in all of these taxes.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And,
1: and
2: and I guarantee you there's a fundamental desire if you're going to pay into something, you have you, you have to feel like you have a voice, even if sometimes it's artificially feeling like it or it's a generalized voice like, you know, we get a a congressman or a senator or something. And we we hope they generally represent our needs and wants, but there's going to be a demand for that. And then
1: you have something like uh, when you go to and complain right now, well, oh, that this road is underdeveloped, there's uh, problems here or there. And we go to a government, are you paying anything from your pocket? We'll fix it whenever we feel like it. That's the response you usually get. And that's what people say. Yeah, I'm not paying anything. But when you're paying tax, the next thing you're going to say is, you know what, Yes, I am paying for this. You have to mm. fix
0: it. That's a, that's a really interesting angle. I didn't even think of it. Um, but it might be, you know, the re- beginning of uh, the, the, the will, at least for some kind of representation. You're right. Um, I'm sure it won't happen just for this land tax, but it might, uh, it's a slippery, slippery slope. Yeah. All right. Uh, last story we have today is uh, Scott's crazy gun state going <laughs> all insane for shooting people uh hopefully in the head or the heart
2: well that is the that is the uh, the hope Cl- cliff notes version of the story um, i thought
0: americans shoot each other every single day
2: not nearly as much as you'd think but
1: uh
0: <laughs> oh really it's yeah. not like because i've seen documentaries um i think the latest i've seen was called the 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 good the bad and the ugly. Um, no is that
2: the one yeah yeah, <laughs>
0: the, yeah and uh, it seemed the... like there was a good uh, hefty amount of shooting in that one. yeah and realism in that yeah. um, and and your 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 president uh, uh in those movies uh what's his name again uh clint eastwood yeah, um eastwood. seemed like he wasn't foreign <laughs> to the idea of uh, getting his guns out so i don't know what you're saying yeah well
2: i i hate to break it to everybody but um gun <laughs> gun violence and gun usage in this country is at an all-time low which is nice Everybody loves that, but it is a little bit weird because um, on the face of this, it's one of those stories that makes everybody go, "What the hell's wrong with Utah?" Yeah, they just want to give us trouble <laughs> for for what we've done. And I, my reaction was the same. I'm I'm a I'm a very sort of middle of the road, moderate, uh, fiscal conservative, social liberal kind of dude in a state that, if you look at Salt Lake City, is extremely liberal. If you look anywhere else outside of the city, can be pretty conservative. So it's a it's a complicated state in terms of its. Representation and laws and all this stuff. And um, it came out that Utah wanted to bring back and has, in fact, signed into law the firing squad, something that had outlawed years ago when it comes to executions of prisoners. So if you are on death row, which, again, in some countries seems crazy at this point that we would have capital punishment, but we still do.
0: Uh, uh, it's, not, it's not crazy in Saudi Arabia. I no, no, no definitely that. not.
2: <laughs> no, definitely not. But uh, <laughs> but in France, you know, the UK, their place. Yeah, just, just you like, know,
0: a, a side note about this. However crazy it sounds, it might sound that it sounds like to us because we've uh, done away with capital punishment for a while. I think.
1: Have you done that away
0: completely with it? Oh yeah, yeah, completely. not, There's not no, even the military. No, I
1: like no
0: capital punishment at
2: all. There's no little uh, sneaky thing going on in the background, no, no little uh, French... But, uh,
0: <laughs> well, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to speak for, you know... The, no, there isn't. It's not legal. Um, but I, I'm i fairly sure that if you survey the entirety of the country or, you know, try to make something representative of this, uh, there, there would be a majority of people thinking uh, we need capital punishment. So it, it's kind of one of those issues where that makes... <clears throat> People who are very, uh, well, everyone, that makes democracy uncomfortable because sure. it's one of those things where if you actually ask the people what they want, mm-hmm. uh, you, you probably wouldn't have the laws that you have. So. <laughs> This anyway. is true.
2: It's true, and it's also a challenge. Just period. I mean, here you are representing a country—not I mean, you're representing France—but in this show, you are you representing a country who invented the guillotine, perhaps the cleanest, best way we've ever killed anybody for their crimes. But my point is that they were faced with the same kind of thing that any nation is faced with, and that is, what do you do with your worst citizens? What do you do with them—the ones that that murder and rape and kill and do terrible things? What do you do with them? Do you? donate all kinds of land space resources money taxes and everything else to you know feeding them every day and giving them cable tv and having them live their life out in relative comfort compared to perhaps what they deserve for the kinds of crimes they've committed or do you in in some cases let juries decide that nope they need to be off this planet and we're going to to take them out of there so it's a complicated issue argument problem one where i have like i kind of have a foot in every pot i don't really have any firm opinion on one side or the other, it is very hard for me to say absolutely 100% we should not have capital punishment. But I also am a big believer in doing everything you possibly can in every situation to avoid it. Um,
0: yeah, I don't think we're going to solve it today. We're not going to solve um, it today.
2: But this thing with the Utah thing, to give people a little more clarity on it, it isn't just simply a bunch of cowboys sitting around a table going, you know what we ought to do, damn it. We ought to bring back. <laughs> it didn't and work. And you like- do know
1: it's, it's the fault of the Europeans, right? Right. <laughs> of course
0: it so- is. So, so here's the deal. Yeah, actually, go ahead because I'm curious. This is what I heard as well.
2: Let's yeah. So the companies, the European companies who make the lethal injection drugs that are used here in the states, they have a patent and they are the only place you can get the stuff. Okay, there are no generics. It is where you get the stuff. uh They are. That's with too bad
0: because generics I hear are much cheaper, and they're, they're you know perfect. we we ought to use them more in, in our western. <laughs> I, I completely society. agree.
2: I completely agree. Who needs Viagra when I can get ding dingle growy um big (laughs)
0: so uh dingle growy is an excellent name for a generic viagra really
2: good yeah i hope they do it but anyway the the because they are giving us less of it or not or as in some cases my understanding is outright refusal there's a real short shortage of the stuff so the law is this specifically if that stuff's not available then this is this is lawful if you if you cannot get that done and the date comes up and there's no pardon for the poor soul who's going to go under the you know the execution they will line up how many guys is it i had it right here uh let's see gummin or choosing i found a whole list of this stuff well anyway i don't know the total guys but they all stand up there i think it's 10 um, I and think. two
0: of them or three of them have bullets, and the others have blanks. I think. I think the re- I think
2: all of them have bullets except for one. Uh, one okay. has a blank, but none of them know if they have the blank. Um, that's the idea. Yeah, so exactly. Know if they're the killer or not, or the ones that did. You know, the bullet that was true. Um, they shoot him in the heart. Out the guy goes. It is, I, in my opinion, a barbaric way to end somebody's life. But I don't know that it's that much more barbaric than any of the others. Certainly, lethal injection is, you know, in, in theory, puts you to sleep and you never feel a thing and you're out. Um, but that is is the—that re- is what they claim and also does seem to be bear up in the facts a little bit that the this is a way of saying, look, okay, when well, we need this other alternative, we're not going to electrocute people anymore. We're not going to do, you know, we're not chopping their heads off. We're not doing this other terrible stuff. We're going to go to the next least quote-unquote, inoffensive way of ending an inmate's life, and that being the firing squad. So that's the idea behind the law. There's plenty of opposition to it, but most of that opposition are people that are opposed to capital punishment generally. Um, And, you know, this drug thing is kind of an issue, and we're not the only state. Oklahoma still has it on the books. They can can do firing squad if they want, although they never use it. Um, My guess is we'll never use it. I think this is a tactic, pressure tactic to say... You know, well, you forced our hand. We have to have a uh, we have to have a backup plan. So give us those drugs, or else. You know, it, it's 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 kind of weird and petty, but it feels like that's what they're doing. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's going down. That's a thing, and it's always fun to be in the national, in some cases, international news with weird Utah shit that happens. And it yeah, and it happens. Indiana
1: taking over right now. So
2: yeah, Indiana, yeah. and that's the other thing. As I I was tempted to bring up that Indiana thing, um, which was was signed into law by governor mark pence which basically uh, gave business owners who oppose homosexuality for religious reasons so let's say you're a dude that owns a restaurant and says i don't like them gays because i believe they're evil you now are uh you have the approval of both the law and the governor of indiana to turn somebody away because you suspect they're gay or know they're gay. Um, It sucks. It's a terrible law. I'm just going to come out and say it. Here's my social liberalism coming into play. It's a ridiculous law. And the backlash has been fierce. There are people pulling their conventions out. Gen Con is their biggest, Uh, big big nerdy uh, tabletop gaming convention. They've been there for 17, 10 years, whatever it is. I forget now. They're trying to get out of their contract to get out of there. Uh, San uh, San Francisco's mayor made some deal where you couldn't, there couldn't be travel there using any, uh, city money or something, which I don't even know what that is. There must be some kind of program that gets people around the country for various things or whatever, but people are pulling out of events and major, major, uh, conventions, like I mentioned, um, to, to oppose this thing, uh, as it is just blatant discrimination. And look, here's, here's what I would say. The people who actually like this law are giving me, are giving me a bad taste of, um, hypocrisy because, They're the same people that want the government to stay out of their lives and to not impose laws on them and tax them too much and all this sort of thing. Yet here's a law. Here's the thing. If you want to be a restaurant owner and be a dick, then go ahead and turn people away for horrible reasons. It's your right to be a jerk. Okay. there should be consequences for that. Absolutely, there will be. But to have it be sanctioned by the government in that state like sanctioned to be a discriminating butthole that's where i'm really where it's really rubbing me wrong and where i think the hypocrisy comes in you 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 only want the government to step in and do this stuff when it suits you that's ridiculous and well i
0: think the, the the way they're they're presenting it is that it's about religious freedom which i think in in you know in my opinion is also in my opinion also it's it doesn't hold up because if your religion allows you to do something that is deemed illegal or immoral then the government just told you you have the right to do it so it, there's it's definitely a murky right you know if guy, argument if a, guy, if, but, if a guy
2: comes in with a bomb strapped to his body and says uh, in my religion, I believe that <laughs> Jesus wants me to blow this mall up. Oh well, come on in. It's Indiana. We're we we're, we believe in Indiana.
0: You know, we believe in religious yeah. freedom.
2: That is I, such bullcrap. Like even even sense.
0: without going to that extreme, I think it's fairly easy to understand that this kind of reasoning doesn't uh, hold up to to the most basic uh, well reasoning, and that it is a way of masquerading, pleasing uh, some extremes into, you know, it's masquerading it into making it about freedom, which,
2: oh, I, right. And,
1: yeah. you know, it, this this thing is just going to evolve into being worse and worse. But personally, I think if you're an, an individual business owner, if you don't want to serve someone, it's up to you. There shouldn't be a law saying that you can or you can't. It's up to you. And anyway, if I'm a client, why would I want to bother and even give a guy it's, that would not it's, want it's, me there the profit and my just business? Just
2: explained it. You just explained yeah. it exactly the way I feel yeah. about it. And there is yeah. what you just laid out as a scenario is exactly how it already is and should be. Those people should be free to go in there or not go in there. The people who own it should be free to say no or not. If you want to be a complete jerk and discriminate, fine. Discriminate yourself into, into Well, bankrupt. I don't care. Yes, I'll, and, I'm, yes saying, and no. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying you can't stop that, Patrick. If there's going to be a, a douche, and I, and I would disagree with Turkey. One point you just said, you said it's only going to get worse.
1: I'm not sure uh, here's, about that. here's where it's going to, with the law, this law can make things worse. Mm-hmm. Because if you're saying it's a religious freedom, then let's say a Sunni owner of a Sunni, a Sunni uh, guy who owns a store does not want to serve a Shiite. Or a, an extreme right-wing uh, Christian who doesn't believe in Jews would refuse to serve a Jew. Those are religious freedom. That's basically
0: it. Yeah, And that's, that's the point I was going to make, to make it even more... Uh, you know Godwin Pointe without going to World War Two. If I, if you, you start saying, "Well, some cracker in the middle of nowhere says he doesn't want to serve black people," mm-hmm. and yes, you can't say, you know, uh, it might be taking it to extreme because you don't see a, a religion that says you, "Thou shalt not uh, fraternize with the colored gentlemen and have, ladies. You, have you ever met the but- Ku
1: Klux Klan?"
0: Well, it's not, that's the thing. I don't think it's a religion. However, Scientology is sometimes considered as one. And that's also, but anyway, it's all above all of this. What concerns me the most is there are laws against discrimination. And in the previous situation where, you know, you, you guys, Scott, you were saying it was basically the same. If Dirkhoff uh, Douchebag business owner doesn't want to hire gay people or Arabs or you know black people or Sunnis or Jews or whatever. There could have been a, a, a you know a, a lawsuit, and that was a discriminatory practice that I I'm guessing I believe would have been reprimanded. Absolutely, that's the, this,
2: my, my entire point is this is sanctioned right. sanctioned um, discrimination. And that's why it's a big problem. But the heart we all need to have here, the reason I'm optimistic in the wake of this is the reaction to it has been swift and brutal. There is no, this is not 1960s Alabama where everybody's sort of idly just lets stuff happen. That that seems bad. This is everybody very quickly and very, uh, very demonstrably saying, look, that is jacked up, dude. You all need to repeal that piece of crap law and, uh, that guy, if he wants to discriminate, he needs to get sued like everybody else. He needs to get, uh, uh, bankrupted because he sucks. Like all the natural things that happen in everyday uh, concourse of business need to happen and screw this idea that the government somehow held his hand while he went and made his stance. It is ridiculous. Also, one last thing I would say about that guy and people like him, whoever that guy is, all right, because they exist. <laughs> if you think that your religion hinges on whether or not you treat somebody else well, and I'm mostly speaking to fundamentalist Christians out there, I would remind you that Jesus himself went to the well and hung out with the hooker for a while, and the, everybody wanted him killed for it. Knock it off, you bunch of jackasses. There's nothing, there is absolutely nothing wrong with giving a cup of coffee to a gay dude. It isn't going to make you gay, all right? And you're not supporting the gay lifestyle by giving that guy a cup of coffee. Oh my gosh, I hate it
0: It's 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 funny. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard you so riled up, especially in those topics. Uh, I seem to remember Scott, who was a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say balanced because there's, I don't think there's a lot of balance in this debate, but um, you, you weren't usually so riled up. I'm curious to, why it's uh it's making you um i I think i know what it
2: is i think i can tell you simply what it is for me as i get older uh and as my kids have grown older i'm more and more mindful of how important it is that they enter a world the best they can where they are supported regardless of what their their views might be uh what their uh you know propensity toward uh religion or race or whatever might be I want them to be in a world where, where people respect each other. Gosh, dang it. That's it. I mean, that's it. Mm. And so I don't care what the thing is. You know, we've taught them from the very beginning. There's, there's, there's two things. Okay, let's look at it this way. I was telling Nick this. If he walks into a place and he sees a grown 65-year-old man in a dress, okay, your gut reaction is going to be, oh, whoa, a dude in a dress. That's a normal human thing to go, whoa, 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 whoa that's different. <laughs> that's different than I've, I expected to see when I walked into this store or whatever. But then there needs to be this other part of him that says, well, each their own. None of my business. Probably a nice guy. I should say hi. Oh, he is totally nice guy. What a cool dude. I'm glad I took the time to get past my initial human reaction bias and get to the next level, which is... You know, let's cut, let's, let's take our natural tendencies and tuck them away a little bit and look a little bit deeper, a little bit further and notice that not everything is black and white. That's the, that is the entire mantra of my parenthood towards my children. And as I've gotten older and as I'm sending them out there and I hear about things like this, I'm like, no, 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 no. That is not part of the plan. (laughs) Open, open, available. Awesome. Nice. It's not hard to do. Just don't, I mean, honestly, it's that whole, I don't want to offend anybody, but don't be a dick. That's it. So don't be a dick.
0: I, I can only say amen to that, Scott. Oh, um, you know, it's interesting. I've um, I've recently come across a um, TV show called Banshee. Um, I don't know if you've if you've uh, watched it. It's Mm-mm. kind of scandalous um, in Bench? the sense that it's is it an American show or what is it? Yeah, it's it's on Cinemax. Oh, so <laughs> there forgot, you go.
2: I forgot Cinemax even existed anymore. But all right,
0: so. It's a show that is full of lots of sex and violence. Mm. So and, it's um, was Game of Thrones? Well, uh, <laughs> no, it's actually, it's actually a lot, quote unquote, worse in that sense, or better for those who like those things. Um, it's uh, uh, a show where the sex verges on, on pornography. Um, it, you never see uh, genitalia you don't see, you know, vaginas and penises, but that's basically where they stop where they <laughs> put us. Thank you a stop. by the
2: way. Can I just thank you for clarifying what is? Genet- <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, you 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 know, I don't know exactly how much your Mormon faith teaches you, Scott. Oh, I, right, I you right. know, you might be um unschooled in those in those ways. Um <laughs> go ahead. Um so it's uh it's a, a a show where definitely there's a lot of that and there's a lot of violence as well there's gun violence and uh fist fights that are the most most raw and and visceral that I've ever seen in any show and when I saw the first episode I I thought this is crap like it's not crap but it's so uh it's so Low brow. I it it's something that I'm gonna watch for an episode or two. It's kind of amusing. It's not bad, but it's it's so much sex and violence for the sake of sex and violence. I'm not gonna watch more than an episode. And I ended up watching a little bit more because there was something there, and I wasn't quite quite sure what it was. Um but ultimately after the first season, uh I watched the, the entire first season. I realized that there's a lot of um the characters are fully realized they're they have motivations they're act- they're people they have strange they're all you know psychopaths that that believe everything every problem is solved with violence but it's an action you know t v show so that's to be expected um so I thought it, you it, said the, it was a porno TV show. No, it's it's I I'm saying the sex scenes verge <laughs> on pornography. Sure. Um and and so but but the the characters are interesting. It's sort of a of a, a video game like environment almost. The, the the guy, the main hero, is this incredible badass that beats up everyone who stands in his way and that can never be stopped. And it's it's a really like Interesting, violent, uh raw, badass show. Mm. but the thing I wanted to get to is that in that show, there's one character called Job, which I think is the most interesting character I've seen on TV in the past few years, if not ever. Uh, it's this Korean dude um who is an expert hacker, and as everyone on that on that show alike magical martial artist that will destroy anyone that stands in, stands in his way, who also happens to be a cross dresser and like, he's very effeminate. He is most certainly gay, but, um, he is just like, that's the character he is in that show. And in the show, no one cares. Of course, it's kind of that's what made me think of it, Scott. What you said, it's like initially yourself as the viewer and the characters when they come across him, they're like, "Whoa, what's this thing? What what's the deal here?" Mm -hmm. Um, They're taken aback, and then after
1: it's it's basically uh, a a live, real life
0: anime series. Yeah, basically yes, that's that's kind of what it is. That's kind of what it is and uh, and that guy job um so after that they just interact with him and he's he's just that's who he is right and and he is weird but it's just it's what works for him and it doesn't make him you know contagious or anything and and if you don't care he's just part of the crew and no one cares that he's sometimes wearing a fabulous dress or sometimes has makeup like you see in fashion week on on female models or stuff like that and it's just ultimately that show that is that appeals to our most basic instincts of violence and sex has more uh, uh, you know, inclusion and understanding than a lot of the other shows I've seen. So do like
2: part of that, you think part of the reason that that works is, or or part of the reason they do it is to say, it's almost shocking to say that it isn't shocking. You know, you know what I'm trying to say here? Like there's a subtle approach. Possibly. To to say. Oh, I mean, imagine it this way. It's like, uh, here's a scene in Game of Thrones where there are 50 naked ladies just walking around and nobody seems to even notice like they're just having dialogue. Everyone's hanging out. Uh, there's, you know, there's, there's important political things going on, but in the background, a bunch of naked ladies, nobody seems to notice this at all. That, that is a, that is a, um, in a, in a, a deliberate way of shot, not shocking, but it's a deliberate way of saying, look at this naked ladies, nobody cares. Whoa, look at that. That's pretty go man. That's crazy. Isn't it, do you think maybe some of that's going on? I'm not saying it is, but do you think some of that is like, um, this guy's openly gay and none of us care. And wow, it's also shocking because the show is so shocking.
0: I I I don't think that's the case. I think in the case of Game of Thrones, there's a little bit of showing titties. Uh, and that's what people want to see. <laughs> I think in the case of this one, it's it's it can't it's so outrageous that it can't not be some a little bit of a statement yes it's shocking and yes it's shock value but it's also a little bit of a of a, a you know well damn it he's like this and no one cares and it shows a little bit of intelligence in the way you know the show as a whole is so well rounded uh you know it used to be that we lived in a world where there was intelligent things and stupid things and the stupid things were cars you know g- going really fast and explosions with in movies and you know and and that kind of thing and the intelligent thing was black and white movies about people telling you how miserable they are mm-hmm. and and now it's so much more blurred especially on TV i think in this case it's very clever writers that know what they're doing creating a show that is both all of those pulpy things and uh, and you know, an, a sort of anime in the—it's sort of a modern far, far West anime kind of thing—and at the same time, intelligently written and interesting. So, interesting. Well, I, mean, I have to check um, it out. I
2: love, I love the idea that they basically—I mean, it does—it almost sounds like Pulp Fiction, the show, in a lot of ways.
1: Kind mm-hmm. of,
2: yeah. yeah. I, guess, I guess I mean,
1: it's time for me to torrent
0: it, <laughs> <laughs> as is not frowned upon in your country, I suppose, because they don't care yeah <laughs> um but yeah so anyway it's it's a really interesting show i've been singing its praises for weeks and i think it's it, it's definitely not for children definitely not it's actually not for most people because it's don't think there's some intelligent message in it it's just violence raw violence and 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 that's the you know, main thing well
2: represented gay dude
0: and like. the one, well, and the guy is so good anyway. Uh, but it really, to bring it back to the, to the initial, uh, to the thing that brought me to that uh, image, it's that idea that this guy, as strange and foreign to us as he might seem, you know, he's not hurting anyone, he's, except when he's breaking people's faces for, you know, no good reason. But he's not hurting anyone really by being a, a weird crossdresser. And he's cool enough. He's, he's just this guy. And I think it, it sells, says exactly what you were saying, uh, what you were telling Nick. Uh, and I think there's a lot of wisdom in it. And uh, it hurts me a little bit to say that Scott is very wise, but I guess he is. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll take my I'll take <laughs> i I will it Patrick. That's
2: fine. I mean, it's one of the things, it's like I'll, I, I'll disagree with people on issues or whatever, but at the end of the day, like this, that's why this show is, and I'm, you know, this is a little inception moment. There's a the reason the Phileas Club has always rung uh, an important bell for me, which is this is, this represents a bunch of very diverse locations and people from those locations talking about diverse stories from those places and diverse opinions about the issues that are going on. Yet, look how we're doing it with relative ease. Uh, even with, you know, there hasn't been a lot today, but even when there are big disagreements. This is like there is a forum for this and there's a forum for everybody to have that. It doesn't always have to be kick the gays out or. Well, even without going there or whatever, whatever, whatever even
0: going to to that extreme um, or to the issue of, of, you know, gay people, um, that's it's true. It's one of the reasons I do the show. I think I want to show that there is a way of discussing things with people you disagree with or that you, you know, don't have a lot in common with. Without descending into, you know, yelling matches or or complete just well. In that case, we agree to disagree and we never speak again. And you know, that's not. Of course, there is a space for that. But there's yell, no- yelling
1: matches of are fun. Come
0: no, on. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> sure.
1: And,
2: <laughs> and, and they've happened on this show and they've happened yeah. on lots of things. I like, I, you know, like I said, there's a. These are words, and exchanging them is a is a healthy thing, and it it can it can give people insight they didn't have before and perspectives they didn't know um and to me that's really invaluable stuff so i i guess all i'm saying is how about the more of this first and less of the terrorists did it get your gun let's go you know what i mean like it's just you gotta you gotta back down and and have the have the conversation and open your mind a bit
0: and that's it and that's why this show is so important and why you should give me money on patreon yeah uh patreon.com slash the club is when you can support is where money you can support, can support, the, support
1: the patrick the money grabbing <laughs> marching frenchman <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's the one
0: um, but anyway yeah i, I guess this is going to bring us to the conclusion of the show we've been rambling on for a little bit uh I, and I, if-
1: I have one 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 thing
0: oh okay yes please
1: uh, did you hear about this uh, saudi and swedish problem swedish yeah
0: it's Oh, just, I love my
2: sister's in Sweden. I love Swedish yeah. stories right now.
0: You didn't hear that, Patrick? Uh, I didn't, and my wife is is Finnish is Swedish-speaking Finn, so I should have. please tell me. <laughs> so I can so, impress her when we uh, finish. Uh, the this.: show. Uh,
1: This thing I think you should have heard about it because it's even something that you're passionate about. Okay. So uh, Sweden just got uh, their foreign minister is a feminist uh, lady who came out in public and condemned Saudi Arabia for its... Oh, yes, I have rights. heard of it, yes. Yeah, human rights uh, violations and all of that. And Saudi got so pissed, they pulled their ambassador from Sweden. They banned uh, visa issuings for businesses in, from the Swedish businessmen, are not allowed to visit Saudi and so on. It was getting to the point that all relationships would have been cut. Uh, anyway... Today, they returned their ambassador. So everything is back to normal, apparently. Oh, but we almost uh, shut down IKEA here. I was <laughs> say, no, more IKEA, no more meatballs. Oh, oh, oh. That, that's the,
0: the, you know, the, the more surprising thing is that you have IKEA in Saudi Arabia. It's kind of, I don't know, it's a little bit crazy. I always imagine, you know, Riyadh being something of a Desert town, well it is, but you know with with just <laughs> All right, tell me tell me one place in the world where there's no IKEA. I guess that's true, but I I I I don't know, I didn't see it in So here's a, a question, do you have uh all of the worldwide um uh, chains Almost. or only some of them? Like do you Almost. have McDonald's with only halal meats or do you yep. have like Do you have The Gap? Do you have Starbucks? Yep. Yep. Wow. Anything you can think of. We have Carrefour. Oh, wow. That's a French uh, supermarket (laughs) chain. Yeah. Impressive. So you have everything.
1: Everything, almost. Almost everything.
2: Do you guys are, do you get the two most important Swedish exports, that being Ikea and Minecraft? Do you get the Minecraft there?
1: Yeah, they actually were, just started selling an Arabic version of the Minecraft book.
2: (laughs) oh wow all right geez Wow, i wasn't even aware there was a book so (laughs) You you get more minecraft than we do wow
0: you know i to to i really think that this these kinds of things as much as people lament the uh commercialization of everything and the chainification of everything um and the fact that they're you know where are the mom and pop stores and we don't we only have that chain crap that that We, you know, it's the same everywhere. I really think that it brings, it, it makes everything a little bit more familiar and it brings people together a little bit because imagine that you, you, the, the, the Saudis who are half a world away from the, you know, the guys in, in Utah are having a lot of this, at least some of the same experiences and of course there's going to be versions of different things and some are not going to be exactly the same but gosh darn it they can go have a big mac at mcdonald's and that is something that is relatable to anyone anywhere in the world i don't know i think there is here's an example
1: you know there in in mecca the holy city of mecca there's actually a starbucks there but they use a different logo oh really what is it what's the difference uh, Yeah, just remove the half naked lady from the logo. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Starbucks (laughs) logo.
0: You know, in in, uh,
2: Right here. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it's like a little, um, like a star or a boat or
0: something. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Oh, it's cool. um, in in France. We have some very, especially in Paris, we have some very strict urbanism uh, building laws, and in some neighborhoods, the McDonald's had to change their uh, the the color, the red color of their logo and of the uh, you know the the building decorations uh, in order to fit the. The, the laws of the the city, so that you had uh, some very fancy looking McDonald's with the uh, Bordeaux like deep red uh, logos, and it, it's just it's a little bit different in in some of the neighborhoods
2: and saudi big macs by the way are camel hump right isn't that the meat they put in there it's <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That's>
2: my understanding
1: <laughs> <laughs> no it's all old beef all old yeah beef. okay okay good. <laughs> all right
0: okay i guess that's gonna be it for us today um guys it was wonderful to have you on the show can you please tell people where they can find your uh internet uh, adventures uh starting with turkey Albala.
1: Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Turkey Albala, and uh, that's
0: basically what I am right now. Excellent. Thank you, Turkey. And Scott, what about you?
2: (laughs) Well, the best places to look would be uh, frogpants.com, where there's always something happening and going on, lots of shows to listen to and cool content to find. And if they want to follow me on the daily and hear me talk about uh, generic content, Erectile dysfunction pills. <laughs> they can find me at on Twitter at Scott Johnson. I don't know what that sound was, but there you go. Uh,
0: it's probably an iMessage. Yeah, um, yeah I, I I was thinking of my uh, my MacBook Pro that uh, that's on his way on its way. I should say I, I haven't met him yet, so it's not. It's still an it. Mm. Um, did you know that they send all of those from China? Yeah, I yeah. thought they had warehouses in in Europe. Or no, it thought? comes from the factory directly. They yeah. do.
2: they're super fast. Like I I got my I had to do an upgrade here recently too with a new Mac and it got here five days ahead of schedule and it's they're they're they are so efficient. I know it's put the rest of the world suffers in their supply chains as a result. I'm sure of this, yeah. but Apple supply chain is like weird dark magic. I don't it's, know how they. Pull it's it off.
0: insane, and you know I I didn't realize because I had always bought my my i products in the apple stores but it went from you know china from shanghai to korea to kazakhstan that was weird uh, yeah. to poland to germany and now it's stuck in germany because apparently apparently those dirty germans don't work on saturdays
1: so. <laughs> yeah like you anyway. french do we, yeah, yeah, sent yeah. His,
2: <laughs> his notebook to france and tell we have had the weekend off
0: well what am i doing right now i'm a professional podcaster i'm working it's saturday so there you go that's awesome anyway uh if you want to comment on the show please do you can do that at frenchspin.com you'll find another show that i do on that site uh, a show about video games called called pixels and uh, i encourage you to listen to that as well we put the news uh, in context with a decent amount of analysis to to sort of explain what's been happening and why most importantly it's been happening Um, and you can find me on twitter at notpatrick. as we were saying earlier you can support the show at patreon at patreon.com slash the phileas club if you think this show has any value at all Uh, I would please encourage you to consider doing that. And thank you in advance for doing it. And that's going to be it for us today. We will be back in a month with another show that will hopefully, I can only dream, be as entertaining and interesting as this one. Thank you both for for being on. Thank you everyone for listening. And we'll see you in a month. Bye. Bye.
1: Turkey. Ah, man. (laughs)